Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Welcome to another episode. So today I'm going to be doing a round four preview of the North Melbourne versus Carlton uh, women's game that's happened on Sunday. That that game has been moved uh, to, to 3.20 or 3.10 right now. It was originally... Uh, going to be at 10 past one but obviously uh with a short trip back from uh, a short uh turnaround for the blues against uh brisbane during a week they wanted a couple more hours um preparation so yeah the game has been moved forward that's um yeah to 310 on a sunday uh i'll go through a little bit of news not too much really happening uh in the men's team at the moment just a good article um from nick larkey talking about uh how pre-season training's going and yeah it was on our website so if you want to read that just um go ahead and look it talks a bit about Callum Coleman Jones and how uh he's uh looking really good in pre-season along with Jason Horn Francis and yeah I mean and yeah talks about uh his accuracy in front of goals um I think he uh kicked 42 goals 15 last year and generally very uh did I dick in front of goal and there's another article about uh Talia Randell as well in the AFL website uh talks a little bit about her mark mainly um and yeah her transition from the from defense to the uh forward line uh, which has happened this year, so and how she's grown into the role. And she really, she really is getting better each week. So that's a that's a good article as well. So I'll definitely recommend uh, you all check that out. Anyways, I will bring Rick on now to talk about the North Melbourne versus Carlton game. He can give us a good perspective on uh, the Carlton team and what to look out for and how the game is going to go. So I'll bring Rick on right now. So I'm joined here by Rick, who's a AFLW Carlton Blues fan. So Rick. Uh, the Blues have had a bit of a mixed start so far to the season. Bit of a tough draw as well, and you know having to play a midweek game as well. How have the first three rounds gone for you, you girls so far? You think? Uh, not very good at all, unfortunately. Um, look, we were completely overwhelmed by the skills of Collingwood uh, in round one. Uh, their ability to um, put together passages of play um, was yeah. uh, just made us look pretty ordinary. Round two, uh, we really battled to shake off Geelong, who have, you know, is much improved, but they're still winless. Um, and uh, uh, just uh, Tuesday, just gone, um, we got absolutely smashed by the reigning premiers, um, who were missing quite a few players and their rookies and debutants absolutely made us look second rate. Um, and, and that was just purely down to um, the skill, but the pace, uh, the pace around the ground. They just... Um, they just rebounded on us terribly, and um, it's not been a good start. Um, it's hard to see what our what our game plan is, and um, and our team positioning and selection looks a bit uh, a bit suspicious at the moment. So, um, yeah, <laughs> what can I say? Well, it's all negative at the moment, isn't it? So, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we, we've got we've got a, we've got a win against somebody was we were expected to win against. But I noted that um, I think all the commentators for the um, for the Brooklyn Lions games because they had, they'd only played the one game previously and been smashed in round one because um, um, they were missing some players. But um, um, all the commentators for that game said that uh, they expected Carlton to win this, would win that, and we're never in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I did see a scoreboard. I didn't see. Oh, I only seen little snippets of the game. I thought uh, 
round two, you guys look like you showed a fair bit of improvement from round one. I thought you competed really well against Geelong. We, we played Geelong round one as well, and they really gave us a, a good scare. They were up at three-quarter time. And the only yeah. reason we probably won was because uh, we kicked better at goals, to be honest with you. I think it was two goals, six to four goals too. So, you know, I mean, Geelong haven't won a game, but they've been more than competitive in their first three rounds, and they've certainly shown signs of improvement. So a big step back uh, on Tuesday then by you girls, by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, well, actually living in Queensland. I was going to go to that game, and I had something something come up last minute. So I'm quite glad that I didn't make it. <laughs> it was very, very frustrating. Yeah, I thought by the sounds of it. Anyway, so what? I mean, I don't know much, too much about the uh, Carlton team. So what are the uh, team's strengths and weaknesses? But it sounds like you're just going to focus on the weaknesses anyway. So. No, no. Look, look, I can I can focus on what our strengths usually are. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say we don't have any any strengths. It's just that we haven't been utilising them. Haven't been showing themselves for various reasons. Yeah. Um, uh, probably number one strength is is, is in the ruck. Uh, Bree Moody in the ruck is an all Australian, and um, she's absolutely an athletic freak. She's she's um, she hits the ground running. She gets and she she links up in the play. She gets back and takes some massive marks. She's a very strong strong yeah. girl and. Um, you know, she uh, she hasn't had a lot of support in the ruck lately. That's the only thing. So she's she's expected to ruck most of the game, and it's um, that can be pretty tough. But um, uh, also, you would think uh, this is where it's not necessarily panning out for us. But our midfield is largely um, more inside. Um, so, so clearances should be a should be a strength of ours. Maddie Prisparkis, obviously, we know that she's an absolute gun. Um, um, we've got uh, McKay, who's coming on great guns. Uh, Lucy McAvoy, uh, Elise O'Day. So we've got we've got a lot of uh, sort of experienced AFLW players in there, and some you know some young talent in there that. Um, theoretically, I mean, when they get their hands on the ball, they they're, they're generally clearance uh, clearing it. Um, so that inside mid spot um, should be one of our strengths generally, um, mm-hmm. and usually defensive structures. Uh, we've got uh, another another All Australian, Karen Harrington, is the captain of our side. Um, she's in the best every week. I mean, you, you shouldn't need a key position defender being your second highest disposal getter on the ground every every week though. Uh, that shouldn't be happening. So. Um, that's just showing how much of the how much of a look at the ball that she's getting, and how how often it's coming in. Um, and we had uh, we got Mua Lelawifi, um, who's last year was an outstanding talent for us. Um, she's struggling; she's fum- a bit fumbly this year. But you know, you, you sort of look at players. It's a uh, it's Gab Pounds, another one. She was missing on Tuesday night. She's had a great start to the year. So we've got some really good names and good bodies down down back. Yeah. Um, for me, I just think they're under an awful lot of pressure, maybe because the midfield's struggling more than it should. But um, on any given day, they're the ones that uh, look at. And also, uh, look, previous last couple of years, we will, you know, you look at the likes of um, up forward, uh, Georgia G, Darcy Vessio. Um, we had uh, Brooke Walker. Um, see, previously we'd lost we'd lost Abby Dalton and stuff. We had a lot of run and attacking players that would actually get out of the back and stream the goal um, in numbers. Um, that hasn't happened this year, probably because we're missing 
a a focal point. Um, we, we obviously it was well publicised that um, we lost Taylor Harris. Um, you know, she didn't particularly good form last year. Look, she's going well with Melbourne this year, but she would bring the she she hits the contest hard. She takes bodies out and she brings the ball to ground, and um, that was allowing those smaller, more uh, skilled ball handlers to to kick a lot of goals. You know, Vessier was the leading goal kicker last year. You know, um, we needed that focal point. We had. Uh, another player that had started to come on a bit last year, Serena Gibbs, uh, she was going to be that replacement. Uh, she left at the start of the season, um, took the year off. Uh, I've, I've, I've heard it said it, was, it might have been a mental health issue. Uh, I, I wasn't sure whether it might have been. She might have been one of those COVID, you know, uh, one standouts. I don't know. Um but uh, I think it was I think it was portrayed as a mental health issue. So we suddenly we're we, we're sort of playing a very small forward line. Yeah. Um, so those those more skilled players, um, the ball's not hitting the ground as often. And uh, yeah, they become it's, yeah. So so basically, what's a strength has now become a weakness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it doesn't take much. Like. Like Harris, yeah, we all know how how good she is and how good she is being for AFLW and yeah, just just her ability to even bring the ball to ground it makes a big difference, doesn't it? Like we've got Emma King last week that was a big uh, target for us, and the worst thing she'll do is bring the ball to ground. She's never going to get outmarked, or you know, yeah. You know, I mean, that might be a spoil, but it makes it easy. Like you kind of know that you, your crummers can go front and square. So yeah. obviously, yeah, like you said, just losing key uh, key players. Um, makes a big difference. So I'll go to that. So, are the expectations for the Blues to make finals, knowing that you've lost, the, you know, some key players, or is it a development year? You think, like trying to rebuild a bit? Oh, look, for, for me, my expectation was to make finals. Uh, we there was a lot of positivity, really good vibe around the club, and I think we were expected to. Um, um, after missing last year, we've been in the finals prior to that and had a really good year the previous that was cut short by COVID. Um, yeah. But um, we we expected to make finals yeah. and now that we're sort of seeing what's happening out there, out on the ground now, there'd have to be a big turnaround in a game plan, uh, maybe a couple of players back. Uh, we you know we're we're only playing really with one key defender at the moment. Um, we've got one that's a test this week, Charlotte Wilson, and um, she, she she was uh, she's uh, she's a really good player for us. So um, you know we've got uh, one of our one of our key mids, Grace Egan, took a massive knock in round one, uh, broken ribs and. I think she punched it along. I'm not sure. No, but she, yeah, she, she might be. She, you know, she was going to be sort of six, six to eight weeks. So whether she makes it back at the end, I'm not sure. You know, um, uh, yeah. And just uh, I mean, you know, again, like every other team is is is, is dealing with um, last minute outs due to COVID protocols. So I don't know whether those are. You know, players catching COVID or players being in close contact with somebody who has COVID, so having to sit out. And uh, we had two late withdrawals last week. One of them was a was a um, second ruck, um, and one of them was uh, Gab Pound, who's been really good down back for us. And and um, whether the, if it's a seven day protocol, you've got to sit sit out for. Being mm-hmm. we played Tuesday, 
Uh, I don't know when the protocol started for them, but if it started Sunday, then uh, they're going to sit out. They're going to miss two games because of that. So, it's a fair chunk of the season too, when you think about it. Because, like you said, I mean, six to eight weeks the injury for uh, uh, an injury in this league. Like yeah. the season's only about eleven weeks as it is, so it's pretty much three quarters of the season when you think about it, don't you? Oh, everything happens to these girls is just you know season over almost. It's yeah. so it's so rough. And if they can finally. Once the league becomes, you know, a full season, all the clubs are in and they can actually, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know how they're going to go about it. You don't want a full summer season. That's that's very taxing. But um, I don't see why they can't run it concurrently with a men's season, frankly. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, I could like I can understand that they wanted their own competition. They want to just focus on themselves. But uh, you know, I think it's like if you're going to have 18 teams in a competition, you're going to play 17 weeks, then you can't. You can't do it, you know, like over, you know, seventeen, like over December, January, when it's the hottest part of the months in, you know, in, in Australia. Effectively, you can, I mean, I went to the game on Sunday. It was thirty-five degree. It was a thirty-five degree game against um, uh, GWS, and like I was struggling just watching it. You can only imagine these girls. They play. They play. Have to play through it every week. You know, 30, 35 degree games. It's it wouldn't be very pleasant. It's just too much to take, you know. Like it's too much, too much of a toll. And a lot of these girls have got their own jobs as well. Like they're not yeah. full footballers as well. They have to go to work the following day, or yeah, you know, have to be uh, mums and you know, it's kids yep. as well. So yeah, it makes it really hard, doesn't it? Well, I mean, the base rate. I think the, the base rate is now twenty thousand for the year, or something like that. Um, and and the highest paid players in the league is only getting thirty seven thousand. That's not a that's not a full time income. So you can't become professional based on that. No, that's nothing really. Thirty seven thousand is um, yeah, like yeah. I mean, that's probably half of the average working way working person's wage, really. When you think about well, it, over the two years, so you know, that's you're not going to get very far with that. So. Yeah. No, well, I mean, they're still at least doing a, say, maybe a, a two or three month massive training block before the season starts and then three month season. So, yeah. you know, you're still looking at nearly half the year that they're putting in. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I'm not too sure um, how they're going to work that. So, do you think, like, we'll, we'll talk on a little bit about that. Do you think the AFL uh, in general, like the, like the head honchos, do you think they take it seriously, the AFLW? I, hmm, I it's think they, they, I'm, I'm not sure there are reasoning. Look, I, I think certainly uh, for Gil McLaughlin, it's his, it's his baby. And I think he'll, I think he takes it seriously insofar as he wants it to succeed. I don't think it was a something, a knee jerk response to actually getting women involved in football more. I think, I think he saw a genuine need, you know, but even though it's, it's sort of, and it was in its fledgling, fledgling stage, I think, I think, Gil McLaughlin wants it to work, um, but I don't know if they. I don't know if they thought. I, I think maybe they thought giving them their league would actually um, would, would fulfil a need, but it's probably not going to come on that fast. You got to start thinking about more money and more infrastructure around their game. Um, so I reckon that part might have snuck up on them a little bit, and they're not ready to pay. Uh, what they're worth to, to 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 get the quality that they need. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think they they're doing okay. I think they can do more. That's probably the way I'm going to sum it up. So, I, yeah. like even Fox Football, they don't they don't they barely show a replay of the games during the week. They show a lot of these uh 
you know, classic games from 1980s, 1990s that no one really wants to see. They could show replays of the women's games. Um, but, um, yeah, that, that's just me. I mean, not everyone's going to agree. Anyways, we'll get back on track. We'll talk about the North versus uh, Carlton game. So who are some of the players, like I know you've touched on it, that can give North a scare this week? Uh all things being equal. Yeah. Um, uh, look, I think, I mean, obviously, Maddie Prasparkas, you got to, the North have to put some time into her and, and, and give her a lot of respect. However, I do know, uh, just speaking about North, you know, the fact that they've got, they've got some really good mids, you know, you, Emma Carney's and, um, uh, uh, I mean, Caitlin Ashmore's going um, great guns for you guys. I'm so jealous that you got her from Brizzy. I, I would have loved her. She'd be, yeah, right from her first season, seeing the pace that she had and, and whatnot. And, um, yeah, that's a, that's a, definitely a player that we could use because she's got skill and pace. Um, look, um, and, and the same old Bree Moody in the, in the, in the ruck, uh, Courtney Jones is a name I haven't mentioned. Um, okay. She's a she's twenty one. She's a third year player. Hadn't played for us the first two years. Um, we brought her in. She's finding she's hitting the scoreboard and she's she's tough. She's okay. a she's she's a she's a mid sized forward. Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> she's a forward. And she, this is where we're playing her. But um, she kicked three goals against uh, against Brisbane. Um, and she seems to, you know, she's she, she's fierce. She tackles well. She's um, she's generally uh, got good hands, and um, yeah, she can find the goals. So that takes a lot of pressure off because we've got Darcy Vessio trying to play, I guess, uh, <laughs> full forward almost for a, for a mid-sized forward. Um, not easy. And she doesn't have a tall foil around her. So uh, having somebody like Courtney Jones come in and um, and find the goals regularly because Darcy, Darcy uh, leading goal kicker last year, hasn't kicked a goal yet this year, and uh, only had one shot at goal on the, uh, on Tuesday and shanked it badly. Um, so uh, it, she's one that certainly I think North will look out for. Um, and. Um, Look again. Uh, we, we, Brooke Walker's come back now. Brooke Walker is one of our uh, rugby converts that we was going great guns for us for a couple of years there with along with Abby Dalton. Abby Dalton left and went to GWS, so she can got more access to her uh, rugby sevens training and stuff like that for the off season. But um, Brooke Walker, a lot of pace. Her and Georgia G uh, running forward. It's just going to. It's it's just a matter of how high the North Melbourne defence, tall defenders, want to press up. I don't know much about North as far as pace down back. Um, certainly, if uh, if we had if if North have pacey forwards um, and and Carlton defenders press up, they're going to beat us over the back um, <laughs> because we don't have. It's not like we have a, an awful lot of pace back there, so. You know, conversely, if it works the other way, we do. We will have a, a few pacey small forwards um, that, that potentially um, could catch you on the rebound. Okay, yeah, no, that's uh, sounds uh, sounds interesting because um, you talked about Emma Carney. She's actually gone into the back line this year, so she's playing off the halfback flank, giving us a good drive from there. So she's probably one to watch. She's probably the only real one that. Um, will give us um, a bit of drive and a bit of dash from the back line. We've got Jess Duffin back there, but she's not overly quick. She'll she'll read the play and try and get in front and um, 
you know, take the intercept marks and help out, the, you know, be that third third defender that, uh, you know, helps out. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, like, we'll talk about the game. What sort of game are you hoping for? You're hoping for a contested game. It sounds like you are. You, you, you're hoping that it doesn't become an open game. Well, we've been playing an open game. Um, this, we'll be trying to. This is <laughs> And this is something for a, for a team that lacks pace in the midfield. Um, we've been playing on at all costs and, and turning apparently turning the ball over at all costs. Um, Sounds like an instinct. Oh, well, this is it. I mean, and from, from a, yeah, it's it's amazing the parallels between our men's and women's team um, that we've been used to. Every every year we seem to come into come into competition hoping for something different and seeing the same thing. And uh, a lot of it has just been bombing the ball long into our forward line. Uh, yeah. Men's team can probably afford to do it a bit more now uh, yeah. with the, with the with the names they've got up there, but the um, but the women's team don't have tall forwards, yeah. um, so it's it's just easy pickings for for you know solid key defenders. Um, so I don't know if we're trying to play on at all costs because we're trying to get obviously if you move the ball fast, that can make up make up for a lack of leg speed. Yeah. Course. But but um, when you got a lack of leg, leg speed and a lack of skills, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a recipe for success. So you'd you're probably better off having. And even the commentators mentioned it in the Brizzy game. Uh, I think it was uh, Lauren Arnell, who was our, pre, our former captain of ours. Said you know they're better off slowing the ball down a little bit, looking for leads and controlling the tempo because they're getting beaten on the rebound by a faster team, you know, control it and look for it, look for your options. Um, so in that way, I would, I, we're built for a contested game in the midfield. Um, yeah. when we're more built for, um, you know, apart from, uh, Chris Barkers who actually can get the ball quickly and sum up where the options are. Yeah. Um, the, the the other mids we have in there are very very sort of meat and potato um, yeah. sort of players as far as I'm concerned. I, okay. For me, you know, if we're going to play an open game, I want to see I want to see Darcy Vessio safe out of the forward line. She's not kicking goals anyway. Get her into the midfield. Hope her tank will stand up. That's been the knock on her. Uh, not having enough of a tank, but if she can get into the midfield, she does get down the ground a fair bit now. But if she can get into that midfield, she she is a very much a um, uh, she's got some ball handling tricks, yeah. um, and um, that may that may help us in, in finding that link between the back line um, because Karen Harrington will will control that back line like a general, and she and she's a good kick out. She finds I think she went yeah last week she was something like. For, for a key defender, be 23 disposals at 100%. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> and I think that's the best uh, the best ever in the in the AFLW I read at the time. Um, yeah. So, so um, she can control it if she can just get those players, get the ball into the right hands of the players in the midfield. So that's why I like to get some skilled players in there, not just clearance players. And, um, and you know... Uh, hopefully, um, we get better delivery into the forward line because we've got players who can who can uh, get out on a lead. We do have quick players there, um, so it, it, yeah. it, it just depends. Oh, look, I don't know what Daniel Harford's doing. <laughs> um, I like him. He's a top. He's a ripper of a bloke. Yeah, 
he comes across as a nice as a nice guy, but he, he's now a few seasons in, and I just this is again this has been a knock on on both our men's and women's teams. I don't know that we play the right game plan for the personnel that we have. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. seem a little bit ambitious. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with confidence, but um, you, yeah, like you said, you gotta you gotta play to your strengths as well, don't you? So if your strength isn't uh, running capability, then don't try and play a running game. Um, basically, that's that's what you pretty much said. And uh, yeah, I mean, with with uh, Daniel Harford, like um, you wonder how uh, how much time and effort he actually puts into the women's game. He's got his own like. Obviously, still working with SEN and um, got his own programs with that. So you, you wonder how much time and effort he actually puts into it. But look, I'm not here to criticise. He might, have, I mean, he might be doing a great job for all I know. But um, yeah, it, may, it makes it a bit, bit uh, challenging. And um, yeah, you, it might be a case of uh, boosting your own profile a bit too. So coaching a women's team as well. So, but he has uh, coached you to a grand final before too, hasn't he? Uh, or, or yes, yeah, I think that was. Uh... That was Brie Davies last year with us before she went to Collingwood. So, yeah, yeah, that was that would have been a half. Yeah, that would have been half. It, yeah, yeah. Um, that might have been his, even his first season. I'm trying to think. Yeah, well, um, yeah I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. No. Um. It was, it'll be uh, an interesting game. So, what's your final prediction for the game then? After after you talked them up so so well. Oh, you feel like uh, this feels like a, a Rocky Three moment. Where you, uh, I think somebody said to Clubber Lang, wasn't it? And what, what's your prediction? He said, "Pain." <laughs> uh, I, I followed my senior team, uh, men's senior team, long enough to yeah know. What, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I can't even relate to that. Given what North, did us, North did to us last year and seemed to do to us most time, most years, no matter where they are on the ladder. But uh, yeah. um, I, my final prediction. I, I look. I, I, I like to be. I like to be positive about our team and think that we can string it all together. Yeah. Um, my head says. My head says. Uh, maybe a, a three goal loss. My yeah. heart says my heart says that um, uh, we can put it together and 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 win by a goal or so. Yeah. Um, I, I split the difference; we still lose. But just just for yeah. us, when you when you asked before about about whether we're expected to make finals or whether it's development year, with all the players that we've had out and all the players that we lost last year, we are playing a lot of youngsters. So we've no. got a lot of players, and we've got a few players in there that hadn't played before, and some are straight out of last year's draft. Um, so seeing what Courtney Jones is doing now in her third year, um, it's made me go, "Well, we lost, you know, we lost Alison uh, uh, Downey and Katie Loins. We basically retired them, and then they went on to play for other teams. Um, and 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 we we lost Jess Hopkins, so we lost both the Hopkins twins and stuff. Like that. We started losing a lot of sort of older types and, and whatnot. And now we're forced to blood younger types because of injury and stuff like that. So what is the negative at the moment might might turn into a, we probably weren't developing players quickly enough before and we were playing the older the older players. So now uh, at least we're going to get to see these youngsters develop. And I guess you stop looking when the season's getting a bit, looking a bit shaky, 
you stop looking for the for the wins and you start looking for the small wins on field. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all about the small wins. Uh, yeah, in particular, following the men's senior team for the last few years, so yeah, I'm all about the little wins. So, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I get that. But it's it's a bit hard. Like you talk about um, the development, it's kind of been forced upon you because with the with the women's football, I mean, they're basically all on one or two year contracts. Like at the end of the year, like we North Melbourne could lose, you know. Their best three or four players, like Josh Garner, uh, Ash Riddell, they could all just say, oh, we're going to Collingwood, Essendon, and so forth, or to the new teams, new franchises. And then that puts us in, you know, the bottom four, effectively. So it makes it really hard, doesn't it? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, North probably benefited from that the most when they first came in because they picked up a yeah. slew of good players. Um, and, and some of the other new teams haven't been weren't as successful getting them to go, come. So they did some really great recruiting work at that time. But you're right. I mean, um, with the turnover of players now, we've, I've heard, I've heard rumours that, I mean, uh, Matty Prisparkis is an Essendon supporter um, or, okay. or something like that. When she, and I've heard rumours of when they come in next year, she could be a prime target. So um, yeah. you don't know sometimes if the players are happy behind the scenes. Yeah, cool. Uh, so mm, it's sort of... And, and it's, no, it's nothing really... I'm trying to... Do you get compensation for those players when they go? Do you get draft oh, you might get, I'm not too sure. I'd probably have to ask someone else about that. But I do think you, you get, like, um, draft like earlier draft picks or something like that. So I'm not... Yeah, yeah not 100% sure. I think it works similar to the AFL system where, you know, you lose an um, uncontracted player, you know, you get the draft pick compensation depending on who they are and so forth. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, but then the, the contract is, I mean, they only do a maximum of two year contracts anyway, yeah. don't they? So, yeah, so, so, I mean, good chance a lot of those are out of contract. So, you know, whether you get compensation or not. Yeah. Yeah, no, which makes it really hard. Like, if you've got to, you know, yeah, your best player, Chris Barkers, um, you know, like, if you wanted to sign it to a long term deal, you know, you can't really do it. So, you can effectively sign it to a two year deal. But apparently, they're saying with the new franchise, they can just come in and, uh, and take a handful um, yep. of those players, even if they are contracted for next year. So it doesn't. So it really makes it null and void, to be honest with you. The the two mm-hmm. years. Isn't it up to four players per from each club? Yeah, come on, mate. So, and there's six teams coming in, six clubs. So yeah, it makes it uh, makes it very interesting. But um, I suppose we'll worry about that at the end of the season. Anyways, yeah. Rick, uh, thanks very much for your time. I really appreciate you getting an insight into the Carlton women's team. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, a lot of positivity from yourself. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I like to think I like to think I'm practical, mate. But um, yeah, yeah, no, no. I, 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 I love it. I love our girls. I love the team. I think they should be doing better than they are. So that's 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 the reason why you know I get a bit frustrated sometimes, but. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, may the may the best uh, women win uh, on the weekend. Uh, yeah. Good luck. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be us. So no dramas, mate. So uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll be back on to you if it doesn't happen, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it sounds good, Rick. No, I appreciate you coming on the show. Anyway, mate. And um, yeah, hopefully, uh, you never know. I might get you back on when we play each other in the grand final. Yeah, absolutely. See you, mate. <laughs> All right, Ricky, you enjoy the rest of your evening, mate. Thanks very much for coming on. No worries, bye. 
So that was a fun chat with Rick. Um, it was good to get his thoughts on uh, the game and how the game might be played. And, and it sounds like they've been Carlton have been dealt a bit of a bad hand uh, with injuries and just losing players. Like losing Taylor Harris is a huge loss for them, and it's probably just uh, affected their forward structure a little bit. So yeah, no, hopefully. Um, yeah, and a quick turnaround for the Blues against North this week. So, I mean, not not that you want to underestimate them or the girls will underestimate them. I'm pretty sure they'll put in a good performance uh, on Sunday at Icon Park. So it is on uh, Carlton's uh, home turf, so that makes it... Um, a bit more, a bit more of a challenge for the girls, but I'm pretty sure they'll be up for it. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, thanks for joining me again. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at hashtag Kangas. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, um, retweet, uh, comment, whatever you want to do to the show. Uh, listen, it's on pretty much available on all, on all platforms: um, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, Pocket Casts, yeah, Apple Podcasts, yeah, just wherever you can find your. Um, yeah, good podcast, pretty much. So that's it for today's show. I'm going to try to go to the game on Sunday. I don't know if I will. Like, obviously, the time moving makes it a bit difficult for me. So I will try and get to the game and hopefully um, yeah, get down there and uh, support the girls. And I encourage everyone else to get down and support the girls. They were fantastic last week um, in the 35-degree heat. They were fantastic. Um, absolutely brilliant to watch. Um, the first three quarters were, the pro- were worth the price of admission. Probably the best... Um, yeah, three quarter effort I've I've seen in a long time from from a you know AFL W team in general is just uh, the pressure was relentless and uh, hopefully they can bring that for four quarters this week. Uh, I'm not too sure what the weather is going to be this Sunday. I think it's going to be 28, so it's still a warm one. So we're certainly hoping for yeah, not not too hot of conditions and uh, a good game and hopefully a good win as well. So, anyways, uh, I will bid you farewell and today's shout out will go to. Glen Archer. Bye for now.